You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access Post Game Show. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you'd like to email the show, you can send a message to Packers Total Access at gmail.com. Today's show is brought to you by Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. It was birthed out of the burden to help those in our community and congregations who've come out of a difficult past or an addictive lifestyle. And uh, we are giving away a Quay Walker jersey. If you would like to enter yourself into the contest to win that autographed Quay Walker jersey, you can go to my Twitter page at Packers underscore access access there's a pete that's uh, a tweet that's pinned at the top of the page just retweet that and follow the account and that'll get you entered in the contest one time and for every five dollars that you donate to fertile ground ranch discipleship ministry that'll enter you into the contest one additional time you can find a link to that organization there on the same pinned tweet now we uh we come into this game the uh the packers drop uh, drop another tough one to the lions 15 to 9 up in detroit against the powerhouse detroit lions <laughs> And we have got a full house tonight, guys. We've got Jacob from the Packernet Fantasy Podcast online with us. We've got Goose in here. He's got two cans tied together. We're going to try to communicate with him as best as we can. If not, we're going to keep up with him in the chat. And then, obviously, we got Pack Daddy himself from, from the uh, Packernet Podcast and the the uh, the most popular, the more popular, I should say, Packernet After Dark, uh, political rants, call-in show. Um, I mean, you can, you can call it. I tried to order groceries on there the other day. It didn't work, but I didn't do anything. <laughs> so let's get right down to it, guys. Let's go around the horn. And I want to start with Ryan. Ryan, what did you think of this game? What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think the Packers lost 15-9 to on the road in Detroit? What in the world? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Well, we could at least start off this podcast with something positive, and I know that's going to tick a lot of people off because – you know, we shouldn't do that, but I'm I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to the defense. I know some people don't like that, but I'll tell you what, 15 points is pretty impressive. Um, I know Savage played like garbage again, and that frustrates everybody. But um, considering the, the field position we gave them and um, and and what they what they usually do on a week to week basis, 
I think our defense played pretty well. I think we got the pick. I think we got the stops. I think we did, we did everything pretty well. I also, again, feel really bad for them considering the offense does nothing to help them. But um, we could at least start with that. Aside from that, I, I, I don't even know, man. I'm, I'm having a hard time sorting, <laughs> sorting out my thoughts. I really thought that um, – I really genuinely thought we were going to win. And I, and I thought I, I, I thought we were going to cover the spread too. I thought Vegas was being stupid with the three-and-a-half points. Like you guys yeah. went way too far in that direction. Now you're counting us out. You guys are being silly. And um, I, I'm, I'm a little bit stunned that the offense performed the way that they did. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of torn. It, as much as I've been like the, the the negative, like I don't think this team is going to turn around. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I didn't expect a loss to the Lions. So um, I don't know, man. I I, uh, I don't really know where to go from here. I don't want to be overly dramatic and fire everybody, cut everybody, do all that stuff. But uh, we, we do need to try to figure out what the best course of action is moving forward. And I think at this point I'm a little torn on what exactly that is, and I'm very open to suggestions at this point. <laughs> I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a lot of a lot of good ideas nor bad ideas at this point. Yeah, pretty much everything's on the table, right? And, and Goose, <laughs> exactly. Goose commented in the chat here. Um, he said, "I just wanted to come on here and bring some positivity. I'm positive Rogers sucked. I'm positive this team sucks. I'm positive Matt Lafleur sucks, and I'm positive oh. it's time to blow it up." <laughs> so. There's some more positivity for the. Stop uh, bringing Juice on here. He's showing everybody um, up all the time. Yeah. Look, I'll tell you this, man. <laughs> you read exactly what he wrote. Every bit of that is factual. <laughs> every bit of it. <laughs> so, what what do you think, Jacob? What's your uh, what's your take on the game, man? Man, it's so just hot. it's um it's just becoming it's becoming hard to be a Packer fan, which is something that I'm not used to. I'm a spoiled man. I'm 35 years old. Um, almost literally for the time that I can remember Packers football, I can remember us winning, you know, and I have not seen a season where, where I, where I see we, we lose five in a row, five in a row. Like <laughs> I remember last year we, we thought it was hilarious and, and, you know, <laughs> crazy that we would lose two in a row. Oh my gosh. We can never lose yeah. two in a row. Well, you know, we win 13 games a year and we only, you know, Rogers doesn't throw three interceptions in a year. He throws maybe three or four in a whole year, not in a game and uh, not against the lions. Cause the lions are the worst team in the NFL. And uh, nah, I just, I just, and then to be honest, I mean, <clears throat> the receiving my God, mama Watson, please don't come at me, but your son is, oh, not, God. I'm sorry. Careful. I'm just saying he, something's he, the guy cannot play a football game. And, and I don't understand how he's going to – we're going to have to put some weight on that guy. But that being said, you know, Torre, I like to see what's coming from him. But, I mean, I just – I don't know, man. I, I I don't know what avenue of our team you go and try to dissect to make better because I feel like if you – you can't fix all of them at the same time, and you have to. And right now, there's just nowhere to go. And I'm, I'm that's, that's as positive as I can make it, guys. Brought to you. <laughs> That's great, man. That's good, Jacob. That was I, really tried, I didn't swear. Uh, Kylan Hill got in the game, guys, and he ran for seven Dude. yards. That was pretty cool. How about that kick returner? You didn't even yeah. bring that up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty cool. Like we mentioned, Rodgers with three interceptions. His stat line ended up being 23 of 43 for 291. Average 6.8 per attempt. 
Um, one touchdown, three picks. He was only sacked one time, and I felt like he he had a pretty clean pocket, although there were several times that he evaded pressure, kind of showed – kind of looked like the old Rodgers when scrambling. He had four carries for 40 yards, picked up that long one there on third oh. down, or else that, that average doesn't look quite as good. But Rodgers, I mean, you got to put it on him. It's hands down the worst game that I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers play. And, you know, it, I'm kind of torn in the middle of – all right, what's the supporting cast around him, right? Bakhtiari was in and out of the game. I think he played the last drive as the only drive he played in the second half, which, to the best of my knowledge, who came in at left tackle, Ryan? Do you know? Was it was it Tom? Tom? Eventually it was Tom. I know Tom came in at guard, and then when Bakhtiari got hurt, he came in. And I think Bakhtiari came back. So, I mean, the offensive yeah. line is a mess in general. Yeah. Bakhtiari so, came back for the last, like, two drives. Yeah. It was Tom, and then it was Jenkins. Yeah, it was – that's the way I've seen it too. Tom was in at left tackle pretty much the majority of the time once Bach left. And I seen him get a pancake block. He seemed to hold up well. I don't put it on the offensive line. Yeah. Um, I think Zach Tom, we've got something there long term for sure. Yeah. Um, but as far as receivers, I mean, it was one of those games, man, where it's just people in and out. I mean, like you said, Christian Watson, it looks like he got another concussion. And I'll comment on, on the Christian Watson thing for sure. And we got a bunch of a uh, bunch of people here in the chat. We're gonna get to those here in just a second, guys. But when it comes to Christian Watson, like to me, I think it's silly to say a football player is fragile or a football player is injury prone or whatever. There are some football players that they come in the league and they're just wide open. I mean, they are wide open and they they don't really know how to, okay, I've got to really protect myself at this level. And you've seen Christian Watson in yeah. college, albeit a small school, he played wide open. And that's what you liked about the guy. But he come in, it's just like on the catch last week. I mean, he's lowering his head into traffic with three defenders, and I'm like, man. I mean, I don't know if A.J. Dillon can take that, coming off a catch, cutting up field, and you're talking about a wide receiver who, like you said, we need to put some meat on the bone for sure. It's just amazing, man. When he's on the field, it's like you see the flash immediately. No, that's what makes me so mad. Is it? I'm, I'm not I'm not hating on Watson or anything. Don't, don't mm-hmm. come at me, Mama Watson. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it's just shocking to me that they it seems like that they they he gets hit goes out for three weeks, come back, gets hit. And it's it's more of like just unlucky draw stuff because it is. It's contact hits to the head. It's, you know, contact hits to, you know, stuff that we don't see and it's weird hamstring injuries. It's just unlucky stuff that, you know, you have to deal with. It just seems to pile up on him. And there's so much pressure on the kid. And, he you know, if he had not dropped that ball in the first game against the Vikings, this would not be, we would not be talking about it. You know what I'm saying? So, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on him. I still, I'm a, I'm, I'm still going to buy the guy's Jersey. You know what? If, mm-hmm. like, if you put a gun in my head, I still think he's going to be a Packers superstar. I really yeah. sincerely do, but this is a hard rookie season for him. It's a hard rookie. I mean, honestly, it's a hard year for everybody. Think about what Aaron, like I think we talked about it in our group chat. We paid Aaron Rodgers a lot of money to come back and do this. And so we, we would have maybe paid Devontae a lot of money to come back and do this. And who knows if that's the same outcome. But – and then we, we – let's real quick before um you guys can take my microphone away. We lost Gary. We lost <laughs> – did I see we lost eight players today? Jones, uh, Bakhtiari at one point. Then it was uh, – you just name a, a person. We yeah. lost everybody. It's just yep. – I've never seen a game where it just was nothing but um, – a storm of poo and we just got hit with poo pellets all night all day just nothing but poo and now we're just covered in poo and i don't know what to talk about it's just i I don't have anything interesting or like analytically to to say because it's just bad man we just played bad and it's 
and I don't know how to be a good Packer fan going forward from this week, but I'm going to, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to lean on Clayton. Cause I think that if anybody can do it, it'll be you Clayton, but man, you're going to have to pull me out of this tunnel, buddy. It's tough, man. It's, it's a tough loss. And Dakota pops in the chat here. He says, y'all I'm here suffering with you. Hashtag band of brothers. And then he said, hashtag ancestors. Uh, we appreciate <laughs> you uh, hanging out with us, Dakota, for sure. Atheist before the call says, uh, Packers are one game out of worst place in the NFC. I mean, that really says it all. Um, for me, the positives. All right, let's try to get positive here for a second. Man, it's tough. Um, the defense, like you said. But, again, what what was the Lions, Ryan? Do you know what the Lions offense was, was kind of globally ranked as far as offense coming into this game roughly? I mean, they had a pretty good offense, right? Am I thinking right? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of depends when you look for. I, I, when I when I did the podcast, I looked at more recent history where they've been struggling a lot. But but generally speaking, yeah, their offense has been the strength of their team for sure. Gotcha. They were one of the they were one of the best offenses in the first three weeks. Oh, for sure. I think they, they, they think scored they more points. I think they scored more points than any offense in like maybe four or five weeks through, and then they just kind of. Yeah. yeah, and and that's the thing, though. Like, when you look at them coming in, they had a high-powered offense. Now, granted, they're minus TJ Hawkinson now, right? But they, they come in and you think, okay, if the defense can just hold up, we know we can score on this bad on their bad defense, right? Wrong. Absolutely wrong. I mean, it right. was it was kind of completely flip-flopped. Um, so as much as much credit as I want to give to the defense, you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt too, because like I said, they lose one of their biggest weapons yeah. um, that, but I mean, it come down to t- turnover differential. That's what it came down to the game. It, it comes down to the quarterback. That's been statistically the best at protecting the football in the history of the game comes out and throws three horrible picks. And I have more of a problem with the pick down the seam late in the game there to Tanya. And I believe it might've been in the third quarter. I'm trying to remember where the rookie safety just completely undercuts the pass. That was Rogers going, man, I just got to try to muscle it in here. And and when you look at the scoreboard, it's like, you exactly. don't have to press right now. Let's Kirby, just move Kirby Joseph, rookie safety has two interceptions today, which both of them, like I, and that's one thing that I'll say is that for how Zen and how, you know, equilibrium Rogers is supposed to be right now, he seems more flustered this year than I've ever seen him to the point where he, he's making the dumb throws. He's making the boneheaded plays. He's making the Brett Favre throws without the Brett Favre heart. You know what I mean? Like he's just kind of throwing them up there and thinking like, I hope that works. But Brett used to be like, I know it's going to work. Screw it. And he'd throw it, you know what I mean? Like he was just, (laughs) even though he was wrong most of the time, but like, yeah, it was easier to accept it from Brett because he just knew, like, okay, that's Brett. Like, oh, Rogers, oh, we're not used to this. You know, yeah. Rogers is, like Clayton said, like, he doesn't do this. So he throws, like, they showed a graphic seven picks, and he hasn't had more than four in, like, the last five years. It's like, yeah. I don't know how to handle this from Rogers. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, and it's, the, the, the interception there in the end zone, one of the two interceptions in the end zone, I should oh, say, God. the one to that was going to Bakhtiari on the – on the weird little play oh call, God. to me, it looks like that ball came out of his hand. It looked like he, as he went to throw it, it kind of comes out with an upper, upward spiral almost. Like he, it, it was almost like it just slipped out of his hand. It well, is what then, it is. It's still a pick. I personally don't like the play call. You come in no. against the team and it's like, yeah. okay, you were, you were supposedly the better team. Your goal should be line up and play. Let's just overpower them and let's go out and get this W however we need to. And you get inside the five, and they granted, get the run gets stuffed. But then imagine imagine the season you've had, 
And as a head coach, and I'm just being honest, and I love Matt LaFleur. You guys know I went to bat for Matt LaFleur. Right. Like I, I was the guy coming in going, he doesn't get enough credit. Look at the winning percentage. It is what it is. You all say it's just Rodgers, and it's really – I think it's a combination of both. I think he needs credit. But when you come to the line and your team's struggling and the play call is, here's what we should do, guys. Let's run a double fake play action pass and throw to our left tackle who hasn't been able to start half the games this year because he's got a bad he knee. That's the and then he went on to not – he didn't start the rest of the game. The guy was so hurt, right. he couldn't even just be a left tackle. Now, You're with trying to make said, the guy run routes? What yeah, the with, fuck are you doing? With, with that being said, though, like Ryan said in the chat, Bakhtiari was butt-naked running through. He was. He was hard. wide open. <laughs> I could have caught it. So. That's the thing. Like, everything is wrong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it is a stupid play call, and it's a bad throw. Like, I, I just – it should have been a everything touchdown. Everything is wrong. Like, it's just – but but that is hard, too, because it's like – like you said, I have been – dude, I did a whole episode trashing Michael Lombardi for, for daring to mm-hmm. say that Matt LaFleur is anything other than a genius head coach and all that stuff. Now I look like an idiot. I went to bat for, for Aaron Rodgers. And I look like an idiot. I went to bat for I, – I, I've been battling Bears fans about you idiots think you're better than us. Like, we're going to be so good this year. But at the same time, it's like at some point you got to eat your humble pie and be like, all right, I might have been wrong about Lafleur. I'm not saying I am. I'm just saying I, I need to at least reconsider and think maybe. I might have been wrong about Rodgers. I might have been wrong about the team. I might have been wrong about maybe we should go in again this year. At, at some point you just got to accept, like, all right, maybe I'm an idiot, and I, I was I was wrong about this one. You know, I, I got it wrong. It happens. I don't know what else to say because um, all everything that I thought coming into this doesn't doesn't line up with what we're seeing right now, and I got to reevaluate some stuff that I thought because because this is brutal. Well, yeah. one other thing that I thought real quick is um, maybe I maybe Ryan said this in the chat, but it was like to me it was the nerve of Rogers body language after he threw oh, yeah, that, two that. interceptions where it was like, you cannot convince me that the guy that you, that you just threw to was in the wrong because I watched right. the route he ran and I watched the way that you threw the ball and then the way that the right. defender, unless you could tell me that everybody is wrong, literally except for you and that we just don't see it. Like, and the way that he looked, yeah. he looks at the sidelines and then he looks down and then he just pouts and to his credit, they did show. And I don't know if it's necessarily, the way that Rogers always looks, or if it's the fact that either Fox or CBS or whoever is broadcasting the game decides, because they do decide to highlight Rogers, because they'll show yeah. him after he well, throws, yeah. you know, a bad play and he's he's cussing and he's throwing. But you could do that to Tom Brady, yeah, ten times more throughout a game. But you just and then it just matters what the narrative is behind that action. You know what I'm saying? So like it, it depends. So they're painting a picture. I understand that, but I have allowed myself to kind of you know, eat that narrative. And now I'm looking at Rogers like, why is he rolling his eyes? Why is he not blaming anyone but himself after he throws that ball? Because two of those interceptions were just 100% on him. Well, and I, even I just, the one that bounced, he threw yeah. it into the guy's helmet. I'm, I'm right. The defenders, <laughs> the D lineman's He's in concussion protocol because of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> no, but I, I, I legitimately, like back in the day, I used to, like if something looked off, but Rogers throwing a fit, like oh, that was a receiver's fault. Because like yeah. if Rogers is upset, that that's how you know that it was the receiver's fault. But now I'm looking at it like, dude, there's no way. Like there there is no possible way that that wasn't at least in some way. Even if the receiver ran the wrong route, that's still your fault. You underthrew that. You you shouldn't mm-hmm. have thrown it. You threw it behind him. Like everything about that 
was a was very much your fault. I don't care if he happened to run the wrong route on that. Like, and again, like I understand being frustrated because my guys aren't doing what they're supposed to do, and the play calls suck, and my offensive line sucks, and the run games. I get it, man. I get that you're frustrated. We're all frustrated. But you can't throw everybody else under the bus when you are a major driver of the problems here. Like, just at, at the very least, it's just annoying for Packer fans for you to not take accountability and be like, dude, I'm, I'm, it's my bad. You know, mm-hmm. when, when receivers drop a ball, they come back. What do they do? That's my bad. Rodgers is going with this stupid, like, oh, you're supposed to go this way, you jerk off. Like, no, yeah. dude, <laughs> you can't do that right now. You're not, you're not allowed to do that. You can't do the hand motion like, oh, you're supposed to come over. You can't do that. Like, or he looks at the sidelines and goes, oh, like, yeah, no, it, like, <laughs> I know everybody sucks, but please don't start trying to throw other people under the bus. Just don't do that. I can't do that right now. I get it, man. I get it. And it, it bothers me too. I try to read lips, which is hilarious, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm pausing the screen going, what did he say? What did he say? Like, something wrong Who's there. Mama? Anyway, what did he say? Yeah, Billy in the chat says the defense was acceptable. Nine points against the worst D is unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent, dude. And then Billy also said I lost a hundred dollars on that spread with the palm face. Um, Billy, I got a couch here that you can crash on if you need it, brother. I don't know if you're married or not, but I'm here for you. Um, then we got a super chat here from uh, from Mike. Packer I'm, super always, I'm always nervous about uh, messing his last name up. I don't know if it's Hebring or Hebring. I think it's. But it says, uh, oh, gosh. Here are some ideas. In the offseason, 12 is out, Barry is out, 69 is out, 26 is out, build around the rest. Matt gets one year to show what he can do with a quarterback that will run his offense as designed. You know, that don't sound like a bad plan to me, Mike, and I appreciate you supporting the show, brother. Um, What do you think about that, Ryan? That's kind of – we kind of talked about it yesterday on the little roundtable, you know, what what are the things we need to fix, and everybody's answer was pick one, right? But. Let's say Aaron does walk away this year and he retires, right? And I do want to point this out. We begged Aaron to come back. Yes. That's what's crazy. Like, right. It's easy for everybody, and myself included at times, to go, well, this is what you wanted, Aaron. This is what you wanted. It's kind of not. He kind of wanted right. to go to San Francisco. He kind of wanted to right. go to Denver. And, you know, Goody begged him back. And I love Goody. Don't get me wrong, but we begged him back. So, anyway, if, if Aaron does – to answer Mike's question, if Aaron does walk away, he retires after this year. I think he's only $14 million against the cap next year, which is going to free up roughly 20 – no, not not quite that much. Just shy of $20 million, I believe. Something. Um, yeah. yeah, Barry – if he says Barry is out, so if you move on from defensive coordinator Joe Barry and Bakhtiari retires, that frees up a boatload of money as well. Yeah. 26 isn't out, unfortunately. By out, I'm assuming you mean just put him on the bench because his fifth-year option is guaranteed, which – I hate to say it, that falls on Goody, too, and build around the rest. Unless we could trade him. <laughs> What'd you say, trade him? <laughs> Unless we could trade him, which is yeah. unlikely, but, you know, we'll cross our fingers on that. Yeah. So, in that scenario, Ryan, what do you think, man? If 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 that does happen, if Aaron walks away, I know these are hypotheticals. If Aaron walks yeah. away, Barry's out, 69 is out. Obviously, you just plug Zach Tom in the left tackle, you try to get Yash extended to play right tackle because the offensive line did not look horrible today, in my opinion. But no. how do you, what do you think about that plan, Ryan? Well, a couple of things, like you said about about Gutekunst, and I had, again another guy I've been a massive defender of for a very long time. Um, if there's anything that's starting to rub me the wrong way, it's how much he he doesn't seem to have another plan other than we have to just continue to push this plan. Like there's no other plan. This is it. We got to go all in and. Now that I watch this game, the fact that we offered a second-round pick for Chase Claypool and, and we offered some other stuff for some other people, like you, he's scaring me a little bit. Like yeah. We have to be able to be intelligent enough as a football guy 
to recognize that this is not the time to go in. Like it's done. I mean, if, if they if they had proven to you at some point that Chase is going to fix this, fine. But the fact that he almost gave a second round, we could have had Chase Claypool and still lost to the Lions, and we don't have a second pit round pick next year. That's kind of scary to me. Um, he needs to kind of he he needs to chill out a little bit because he's freaking me out. But as far <laughs> as the question directly, um, you know, again, like like we talked about last time, Clayton, we did a stream. I, I don't think we get better. I, I think that we we take a big step backwards, but. I think Rodgers retires because, again, he, he doesn't need this. You know what I mean? Like, he, he has a great resume. It's unfortunate that he had to come back and deal with all this and and to some degree kind of tarnish his his reputation and everything. Um, he could have went out on, on a pretty high note as, as a two-time back-to-back MVP. But um, I, I don't think he comes back. Uh, Barry 100% needs to go. I mean, I hate to give him – again, the defense did a good job. I just don't think that we got guys exactly in the right situation. I don't think he's going to be, to be honest. I, I think we're going to give him another year because that's just kind of how things go. And again, like, you know, he's kind of showing some stuff here and there. Um, 69, he 100% needs to go. I don't think he's going to. I, I just, I, I think Brian no, Gutekunst is going to stick with these guys. I get it. I, I, It's not even a question in my mind. But He just couldn't make it through a full game, bro. The way that we operate, I, 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 we'll, we'll see. Maybe go to Kunstel change his mind and be like, all right, we're going to officially do this teardown thing. But um, that, that does need to happen. And I, I would add Aaron Jones, to be honest. And I love Aaron Jones to death. I think he is an, an incredible talent. But, you know, Clayton, you had mentioned some of the, 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 the stats. I mean, what, what's, what's the point? When right. we don't utilize him and when we do, he doesn't really produce that much. So – um, you know, I mean, he, he's not going to bail us out of this situation. We, we shouldn't be paying him as much money. AJ Dillon is clearly a worse running back than Aaron Jones, but it, it doesn't matter. So I agree with Mike bottom line. I, I agree that we need to start this process. And at the very least, although we're not going to be a better team, at least we can accept it. We can look at it and say, okay, we don't have Rogers. We don't have Bakhtiari. We don't have, it makes sense that we're not good. we can start this right. rebuilding process. The, the, the hard part about right now is the fact that we have all these guys and we're this bad. That's yeah. what makes it so painful, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's, it's very well said. And and Aaron Jones, like you said, nine carries, 25 yards, only 2.8 a pop. A.J. Yeah. Dillon, 11 carries, 34 yards, only 3.1 a pop. Colin Hill did get that one carry for seven yards. And then, of course, Aaron, four, four carries for 40 yards. Look, I don't look at this game and say these guys quit, these guys gave up. It, I, I never thought I'd be saying this about a Lions game. But when I come away from this game, I see a game where I say – Man, they they played they played their hearts out, and the Lions were the better team. Like, I don't know what else to say. They protected the football, yeah. right? Like the Lions protected the football better. Granted, it's on Aaron, but they did just enough to win the ball game. And atheist for, uh, for the cause here says uh, Enigbare played pretty well. I thought I agree. Of course, he had the sack negated from the the smack to the helmet, guys. I don't <laughs> know about that. Like, that's stupid. I said in the chat. If a quarterback's going to immediately point to his head like, he hit me in the head, he hit me in the head, I think they should yep. have to come off the field yep. and be examined for a concussion because it's it's ridiculous. Um, yep. He also said Torre is also looking legit as well. So everything that we've covered so far, Jacob, you jump in here, man. What are you thinking right now about the, the last few comments as far as specifically, you know, if 12 does retire, um, do you get rid of Barry? Is, you know, Bakhtiari, obviously, they're assuming he's going to retire because you can't, if you trade him, you're in cap hell. I'll just say that. Um, 26 is out, meaning they're going to bench him or trade him. What do you think about that plan? Yeah. Well, all right. Here's 
or I'll make half the uh, fan base hate me. So I'm going to be, I'm going to stick my flag in the ground and throw concrete around it that I'm, I'm not saying that love is a better quarterback than Rogers. Clearly I'm never going to say that, but I'm just saying that this year with whatever the heck we got going on, the way that our offense is running or not running, love is going to do what the coach tells him to do on any given play. <clears throat> He's going to say that this is a first run, uh, first down. We're going to run on this play. Otherwise you're going to do this check down, or we're going to do a second down slant and you're going to either do this check down or we're going to do that. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to either have a or B maybe a or B or C or D, you know what I'm saying? But Rogers comes up there and he can't, can't, cans. He goes this, he goes that he goes, I'm going to, you know, I'm smarter than this play. I'm smarter than this play call him. I can diagnose this defense. And I just don't think that he, I, I think obviously this year, he's just not whatever reason he's not firing on all cylinders. In my opinion, I think that if you were to plug Jordan Love in, that we would have more than three wins this year. That's my opinion. And certain situations, I don't think you could tell me I'm crazy or wrong. I know that today's one of those say, situations. I'm sure. just saying that, like, if you in the certain situational, I think the play calling does like really has to be better. But I think that if the play calls were being called for a Jordan Love over an Aaron Rodgers, and this is not me saying that we need to like. I do think that Rodgers deserves to be benched in certain aspects of his play. I'm not necessarily calling for that as a, all right, we need to bench Rodgers now for the rest of the year and blah, blah, blah. We're playing the guy a lot of money. So like, I mean, I'm, that's just crazy, but I, I just want to go on the record saying that I think that Jordan love right now, if he's the starting quarterback other, like if you just only switch Rodgers and, and love, I think that we have four wins at least. That's gotcha. my point. I think it's a fair assessment. And uh, Atheist here says Stokes apparently got hurt so badly they wouldn't show what happened yeah, on TV. So sounds like he's probably out for the year would be so, my okay. early indication there. Which, real, real quick, I got an update from Twitter. A couple updates that are pretty bad news. Aaron Jones is in a walking boot. Romeo Dobbs wow. clutches in a walking boot. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> hey. Okay. Hey, we're going to have a heck of a draft pick, fellas. That's all I got no, to say. Kidding. My goodness. I, somebody just crucified me on Twitter saying, uh, you said we weren't going to have a top 10 pick. What's up now? I apologize. I don't remember <laughs> saying that, but I was wrong. We will officially have a top 10 draft pick. Oh, God. It's a heck of a reason to be wrong, Ron. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Apparently, I'm the overly positive Packer fan. Can you believe That's that? That's hilarious, right? That's, that is <laughs> stupid. That? <laughs> All right, so Professor Cake says, I know mathematically the season's not over, but damn, it sure feels like it. I was one of the, quote, run the table 2022 people, but, man, I, it would make – it would take a – history. I don't even know how to say that. Historic, I'm assuming. Historic. Historic is what it says. But man, yeah. You guys are way more educated than I am. Turn around uh, now, more than 2016. I agree, man. Hey. You guys heard me on the last pod. I was the guy saying – Hey, look, this season ain't over. Let's go out. Let's fight. Hey, but, Clayton, at yeah. least uh, we don't, you know, have to buy box suite tickets to the December 19th. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We already paid for those I'm gonna, tickets. Listen, I'm going to tell you something about me, my man. When I go to a ball game, <laughs> we're going to have some fun. I'm going to a ball game to have fun. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just we're, so y'all know, our post game show might get a little sloppy. Okay. I'm just we're, saying. We're walking up in the, up there with the upper crust of <laughs> Brown County, whatever it is, Wisconsin. And we're going to hang out and have a good time. And, hey, you know, it's funny, my mind, I'm an overly positive person. I grew up with hey. a crappy childhood. So my goal in life is to find every positive possible. 
So as I became an adult, I'm like, I'm not living like that, right? So when we go up in there, if the Rams have any shot at the playoffs, I'm going, let's knock them out, baby. Let's get them out of there, right? They may have a wild card chance. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I don't know, man. I'm losing hope as far as, you know, this year. Um, <laughs> you we have just almost said you're positive. The Lions have. <laughs> yeah. Well, it says, uh, Professor Cake says, well, on the bright side, our Super Bowl season, Rodgers had um, 28 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Was it really that bad? Really? 28 wow. interceptions? Okay. Isn't that funny? 28 and 11 is, is it really that bad? We're so used to four interception seasons. It's crazy. Oh, he sucked that year. That's crazy. Yeah. Atheist also says, uh, we lost by two field goals. We passed up, kick those and win the game uh, oh, with the late field goal at the end. And that, again, That's that true. to me falls on LaFleur. And some people will say, well, if he doesn't go for it, Rodgers is going to get mad. I don't care. You're the head coach. You're right. the head exactly. coach. Kick the field goals. Because the, the difference in the game was were the three field goals. And I, you know, that's something, Ryan, you mentioned Michael Lombardi. It's something he talks about every single week. Everybody talks okay. about how Bill Belichick's a dinosaur. Belichick just keeps kicking these field goals, and all these young coaches keep going for it on fourth, going for it on yep. fourth. And he's like, by the time y'all pass up all these points, you could have been leading the ball game, and that changes the play calling from there on out. Um, that's one thing I'm old school with. Now, you get yep. inside the five, it's easier for me to justify going for it on fourth because the defense has them pinned so far back. If you don't get it, you can still capitalize on a mistake. But at the same time, man, kick the field goals. It's it's Detroit. It's – uh yeah, that's tough. But, um yeah, so what did you think about that, Ryan? Did you agree with him going for it on fourth down today? Or, or are you one of those guys no, that, like, that thinks you should Like kick? I've said before, man, I'm 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 hyper-conservative. I – um. I can't. I I know the 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 analytics guys tell me I'm wrong all the time. They're like, no, the numbers say you go for it or whatever. But I I tell you what, if if you run the Packers numbers, I guarantee yeah. you I'm crushing you right now because yep. every single time I'm looking at it saying, please take the points, please take the points. And what do we do on fourth and one? We throw a wide receiver screen and either the guy drops it or something stupid happens. And I'm sitting there going, could have had the points, man. Now, I, again, I, I feel like we're nitpicking in this game because, dude, who freaking cares? Like, this was such a disaster on every – like, a, a win doesn't even matter to me at this point. Like, it, it doesn't make a difference to me. I know that's going to upset a lot of people, but it just – we have bigger problems than than a win against Detroit. But, um, but no, I, I agree. Like you said, you're the head coach. You need to make correct decisions, and the correct decision was to kick a field goal. And that seemed obvious to everybody except our head coach, and that's a problem in my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely. Brandon in the chat says the Watson drop on the first play of the season set the tone for all year. It seems like anything that could go wrong has. I'll tell you this. I was thinking about this earlier today. I cannot think. I've watched football. I watched NFL football really, really close since the mid 90s. And I really started to pay attention statistically and, and to all the details and learning the X and O's right around 2003. This morning, I was thinking this. There hasn't been one single play early in the season since I've started watching football that I thought, man, that really affected a team more than that drop. And I'm not trying to put it on him. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like, if he catches that and goes to the house, that whole momentum changes. So yeah. it's just 100%. the the, stat, the the news. The biggest thing is the media coverage. The yep. media coverage goes from Aaron Rodgers loses his best receiver. Can he keep the team together? Everything's blah, blah, blah. And then it goes to Aaron Rodgers, new rookie receiver, catches first game of the ball. Oh, my yeah. God. It's a new birth in Wisconsin, blah, 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 blah. Just 
Yep. <laughs> and we bit into it. Yeah, and it would be Aaron. This is what happens when you take the Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers and you give him a just a a two A raw project. Look at how he elevates yep. his game. You know what I mean? That would be the the narrative. David in the chat says, "Okay, twelve has a lot to answer for this for after this." I'm going to translate that to uh, Lucille Ball and say, "Lucy, you got some explaining to do." <laughs> um, Patrick says, replying to David, "You know he won't." And no one will hold him accountable. That's exactly what we've been talking about, Patrick. I'm a guy. I'm. I'm personally. I lean towards Rogers probably more than anybody in the entire Packer net network for sure. I think that. I think everybody feels comfortable saying that. Yeah. But the one thing that I do not like are those hand gestures, are those faces he makes yeah. walking to the side. It does nobody any good. Nobody any good. And and I'm sorry, man. You you walk to the sideline and you're angry. You're already cutting out 50% of the roster in responding to you because everybody doesn't respond to that the same way. You know, Lombardi, they talk about Lombardi back in the day, how, you know, one guy said he treats us, I can't remember who it was, but he said he treats us all the same like dogs. And another guy came out and said, that's not true. That's not true at all. You, he would talk to Bart Starr totally different than he would talk to Willie Davis. And he would he would whip the you know what out of Jerry Kramer and then go back and pat him on the back and Jerry Kramer would want to elevate his level right so it, not everybody's going to respond that way it's all about how people are coached and and here's what it comes down to if you're going to be the guy that tries to set the tone with your attitude with your demeanor with your little you know pout then hey be ready for the criticism because it's coming it's coming and nobody is holding them accountable and that like we said is on Matt Lafleur for sure yep. but. Um, Chris here says, I feel like we might've been overanalyzing things. We had, if we had one extra touchdown per game this year, we would be six and three. If the Packers had one fewer touchdown per game last year, they would have been eight and nine. Maybe we're truly just one wide receiver, one away from an extra TD per game. Now I'll say this. I'll say this about the wide receiver. My aunt had a, you know what? She'd be my uncle. (laughs) <laughs> hey, what what is it that Darius Butler said? If ifs were fists, we'd all be drunk, right? That's my favorite. I heard that. I was like, oh my god, that's great. But now I will say this though, man. I was the guy in the off season that said we're better off without Tate. Not that he's not a great player, but the amount of money that would have been dumped into that, the players oh, that yeah. we flipped for the picks. I was that guy going play within the system, go through the progressions, and then we yeah. come out and the system is literally tight split RPO. Tight split RPO. I'm going. There, there are no progressions to this. It's literally yeah. one read, either hand the ball off or throw a quick pass. I'm sorry. This is. So is that Lafleur? In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. 
We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. It, it absolutely is, in my opinion, because that the system that he runs, the wide boot scheme, right? The wide boot scheme over the last two years has evolved into the RPO game. And there's a lot of people that wanted to add in that RPO aspect on the backside. And the reason being is because teams were keying in on the wide zone boot, right? So you adjusted and what happened? You won back-to-back MVPs. The problem is I've watched the tape. I'm watching what Seattle does right now, who's leading leading the Cardinals 10 to 7 right now. Uh, they've got a five and three record. They are not doing the same thing Green Bay is doing right now because they evolved in a different manner. Like just then, it was an 11 spread look, and you got Geno spreading the entire field out, picking them apart. That's what they're doing. We are not doing that in Green Bay. We're it's notice this, guys, and I don't mean to get too animated, but I've watched it. <laughs> Who are the OGs in this system? Who are the old heads in this system? Kyle Shanahan. Um, McVeigh in LA, and now you've got Matt LaFleur here with the Packers. Who are the teams that have struggled this year? Rams. Now look at the same system has gone on to other teams. Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota. Uh, 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 I think his last name is McDaniel in Miami, right? And then, of course, you've got – I can't remember his name who's up in Seattle right now has put his own spin on it. It's like they sat back and said, man, yeah, this is working, but here's here's the spin I would put on it. And there's other guys that just aren't doing that. They're kind of trying to stick to their guns. Now, San Francisco has an elite defense. They're staying in the game. But, Ryan, I think you've got a very, very strong opinion on this. Go ahead with that. Well, first of all, I hope you didn't think I was laughing at you. I saw the beautiful girls here thing, and I just started geeking out a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> like, what, is what, what is going on here? But no, I, I my my thought on the comment in general, and I and I get it, right? It, it's just when I see stuff like this at this point in the season, I feel like we're just we're kind of being a little silly. You know what I mean? I mean, it's yeah, okay, one more point, we'd be this. That. I guess, man, but we're, we're really just not acknowledging how many serious issues are going on with this team right now. I mean, I, I can't look at the way Rodgers is playing and be like, yeah, well, we're, we're still, we, we almost won a bunch of games. Like, come on, man. You know, you, you can't be fumbling handoffs and dropping passes and throwing bad balls and making bad calls and, and, and missing tackles and just all the basic little stuff. I mean, this was an easy win. I said earlier on, if we just don't shoot ourselves in the foot, we beat the Lions. And we showed up, and all we did was just constantly pop, 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 right in our own foot over and over and over again. That's all we did. We, we just – I mean, the Lions didn't even want to win this game. They're like, hey, we suck. You guys can take it if you want. We're like, nah, it's fine, dude. We don't even want to win it. So I, I don't know, man. I, I, I get it. I understand what you're saying, but I don't even want to play that game right now. Um, we, we have some very serious deep-seated problems, and I, don't, I just don't want to – I don't want to go down that path. And to be honest, if I were to look at that, I think that says more about last season than this season. I think last season, and, and a lot of guys talked about it, and again, I didn't want to listen. A lot of guys said, you know, if you look at the close games the Packers won last year, usually that's indicative of a team that's about to regress. And I was like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. I was wrong. Again, I was wrong. I was we, we, we were a little bit fraudulent last year in terms of the amount of wins that we had. I think Rodgers wasn't quite as good as people thought he was. I think the team in general wasn't as good as we thought. 
And, and, and again, if you look at that point differential thing, which usually kind of points to how good a team was, we were 21st. We were really bad in that, in that metric. So, um, you know, I, I, I think, I think more so than anything in terms of that last comment, it doesn't really point to we're better than we think. I think it points to last year we were worse than we thought and losing Devontae and a couple other things that happened really are highlighting some of the issues that we were kind of hiding in the past that we just can't hide anymore. And, and now we now we have to, and this is a Gutekunst thing, we have to acknowledge this is a big issue and we got to make some changes. We can't keep freaking pushing with our little Chase Claypool garbage trying to like, you know, even Darren Waller. Like, come on, dude, stop That's it. That, that ain't going to fix it. Stop with How many times have we heard about Darren Waller? It's like the third time we tried to get Darren Waller. Yeah. Knock it off, dude. Dar- we we Darren Waller, like he's he's Robert Tunyon. He shows up he's not doing three anything. times a year. That's it. Yeah. Like, and Darren yeah. Waller, he's literally gonna file a uh a, a complaint against Goody. Like what do, what do you call it when uh when someone's stalking? What do you a restraint order? I mean, like <laughs> right? he's no kidding. He's went after it's, him it's so many crazy times. at this point. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> to see that pop up out there in that Vegas. Would be and um, and you know, kind of what you were saying too. Um, you know, they were coming out of a timeout. And still had to rush to the line to get the playoff. And I'm like, how how did you come out of a timeout? That drove me nuts, bro. I don't understand oh, how that's I, I, yeah, I lost it. Yeah. And and that again, just like everything oh. else, it's a boring answer, but it's on Aaron and it's on Matt. Both of them. Yep. Yeah. Period. Um, right you here, David says that. in the chat, don't completely blame Matt LaFleur here. 12 does what he wants when he wants. Jacob, what do you think about that, man? Because you seem to be on that train there. Um, let me pull that back up. I'm sorry. You you kind of seem to be leading the charge there. That You, you feel like if Aaron wasn't in the well, lineup, it'd be totally different. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm just saying that if, if, and, and I want to highlight something else. I'm not sure if it was maybe Clayton or Ryan or somebody said that um, – there was some sort of like insider analyst or a couple of quarterbacks kind of dissecting some film kind of thing where it basically looked like that it's possible that for the last 12, 13, 14 years that we've had Aaron Rodgers, the guy has had the luxury of walking up to the line of scrimmage and saying, I'm going to go to this guy. And whether that's Devontae Adams for the last five, six, seven years, whether it's Greg Jennings, whether it's Donald Driver, whether it's Jordy. Right. The guy walks up and he goes, you know, I'm, I'm going to him. I don't give a crap. And we give him the benefit of the doubt saying, oh, he's such a great play reader. Where it goes up and he goes, can, can, can. He's, he's calling audibles. Maybe he's calling audibles for the line of scrimmage and for these wide receivers, but he's still holding on to that one key route that he's going with. And then he just drops back, pretends like he's doing his reads, and then just goes to the guy that he's been looking at. So maybe we've been looking at a quarterback for the last 15, 14, 17 years that has had the luxury of having one of those guys that he he can. He can literally walk up to the line with Devontae specifically. He can look at him, literally look in his eyes and glints, you know, make a certain look, and they know what each other wants. Now we go into this season. He's got guys that have no idea what he's talking about. They got no background chemistry together. When he comes up to the line, he's just, you know, doing an actual audible, and these guys don't know what he necessarily wants them to do and I just don't know if that falls on Rodgers or if it falls on the coaching staff or if it falls on the wide receivers. To me, it's on Rodgers banking on stuff he used to do with the team of old, if that yeah. makes sense. So no, it I, makes, makes complete sense, yeah. Brandon says, uh, it just feels like bad mojo between the penalties, the drops, the missed tackles, the sheer bad luck. You know, I, I want to agree with you, Brandon, but at the same time, you put all those together, man, and it's like, I mean, 
it, it can't just be everything else and not the fact that the team's underperforming, the coaching staff's undercoaching, all those things. I mean, it, it was. It was very inopportune times. I mean, the drop there with, with Lazard. I know in the chat, Ryan, a couple other people, they definitely felt like the ball was underthrown. I felt like it was a decent ball. Um, when I seen it, it was like, man, that's a big-time throw there. And then you see the replay and it barely touching the ground. It's like, how in the world does that happen in that situation? I, it's just – it's mind-boggling. I mean, it does. It really feels like that. Um, let's see. The next one here says, I want to see Matt LaFleur's offense based on his offense. I disagree because I feel like this is Matt's offense, not that it couldn't evolve around someone else, but I know like like you just said, Jacob, we definitely disagree on that. Dakota in the chat says, I would love to see his role in his eyes as an indicative of his frustration with himself, but he doesn't reflect that in the media talks. And I completely agree. There was a couple yeah. of times where he, he, he reacted like that deep pass. He knew he underthrew it and he threw a little mini temper tantrum on the field. They'll show that on highlights and people will go, yeah, Aaron's mad at his receivers again. And you knew in the moment he was ticked off at himself. Like when he underthrew Samori Torre. So there is a little bit of that there. For yeah, sure. but, but did you though? Cause in my opinion, as I know exactly which play you're talking about, I, in my opinion, I thought, man, he's, He's putting that blame on somebody else. And that's where I, as a fan, there's no way him, he could. There's no way he could because but that's what I'm saying. So, he was trailing and he underthrew it. Like, if but he, if, he was yelling at other people and he's he's literally yelling at other no, people. No, no, no. That play was the one where you haven't seen it yet, evidently, because it's hilarious. He stands in place and looks like a 12 year old going, No, no, no. But you watch him back when he goes to the sideline. They did a sideline cut. That was earlier. He's that was earlier in the game. I'm telling you, Clayton, watch it back. I will because earlier in the game I seen him. He sat on the bench and he went like this and that. Yeah, late no, the there's two different dude, two different cuts. I'm telling. So you, you think he was telling Samori Torre, "I wanted to underthrow you there"? Watch his body language afterwards. He I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely asking, like, what do you? No, think I'm telling you, saying? watch his body language after he threw that Samori Torre. They cut to him when he's either on the sideline or walking to the sideline. He's he's not taking the blame. I will tell you that for sure. Well, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not an expert in reading body language personally. I, I, I actually graduated from Harvard in body language school. So, <laughs> and I'm I also a divorce is. lawyer. When you, Clayton, play on the field, no, be- when you look at the play on the field, <laughs> the guy's double covered. They're trailing. He underthrows the ball. If that dude went to the sideline and blamed somebody else, he's got some serious issues. Right, to, so be fair, to be if- fair, if I can say – because I, I have no idea. I, I thought he was mad at himself on that play, too, to be honest. But if the guy can can blame another player for hitting a guy in the helmet, I think it's possible he blamed somebody for <laughs> underthrowing somebody. I'm just saying it's possible. I don't know that he did. I'm just saying yeah, maybe see, he did. This is, let's go to that play specifically. He's talking about the RPO there inside the five. The way I looked at that frustration was, and he, he said something mouth walking to the sideline. And here's the problem. It's it's Aaron's fault that we're even able to have this conversation. Yeah. Right, period. That's get down the forefront. But in that situation, why do there need to be a double read? You're inside the two. If you if you run the ball three times and don't get it, they're the better right. team. If you throw right. the ball three times and don't get it, they're the better team. But when when the call is, I've got to read this guy, I've got to read that guy. If I yep. read my keys correctly, now I've got to throw the ball over 850 pounds of human flesh here <laughs> to try to get the ball over the top to the receiver. I have a problem with that play call. And yeah. I feel like he was going to the sidelines saying, what the heck are we doing? Why, why are we making be, yeah. things so difficult? But again, he did concuss the defensive player by hitting him in the forehead with the ball. <laughs> <I agree. laughs> 
<laughs> um, Davis, I, I, I really am tired of saying that, though. I mean, I don't know how many times we've we've <laughs> had as a fan base said, "How many? You have three opportunities to get one yard, right? Run the ball, or 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 whatever it is. Like, come on, guys! Like, why are we doing this? You know, you look at it. And I'm, I'm I'm sitting there with my kid. Like, we're we're gonna get this because it's what first and goal from the three. Like, just run, just run the ball until we go in. And the first play, I think they ran and they lost a yard. My son's freaking out. I'm like. We got this. Just keep going. We'll get it eventually. Like, give it to Aaron Jones. He'll get it. I promise you, he'll get it. Nope. We're gonna throw the ball. We're gonna do stupid stuff. Ball gets picked. Like, well, oh, you know what? This is stupid, man. I, I don't know what. This twice. Is. twice, twice, twice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, David says in the chat, run the D ball, and at least Matt Lafleur have the the Weibos, as I say, to say, quote, we're taking the points when available. I completely agree with that. And again, yep. I put that on the coach. And again, if somebody says, well, Aaron won't let him, I'm sorry, you're the head coach. I have a hard right. time believing Mark Murphy's going. Now, listen to me, Matt. If Aaron wants to go for it, you better go for it. It's Matt trying to please everybody. And, that, um, and that's where I've said, too, where it's like it's, it might be unfair, but I blame the coach for a lot of stuff because I think Matt's doing everything he possibly can. But like, if, if the team's not playing right, that's on them. But at the same time, it's on the coach. And it's the same thing with these situations where it's like, if Aaron's checking out of your plays and, and and that's the problem, that is Roger's fault, but at the same time, it's your fault because you are the head coach and you need to be in control of this team and you need to make sure that it's doing what it needs to do to win. So it's Roger's fault, but ultimately it's always your fault. You have to make sure that the team's doing the right thing to win. Absolutely. John in the chat says, do you think it's time to let Love play, uh, see what he has since the season seems to be over? If anything, it could up his trade value, but couldn't be any worse at the moment. What do you think? Uh, what do you think here, Jacob? Do you go ahead and – first of all, let me give my say. I think the perfect scenario would be – remember when Aaron's arm got hit there early in the game and he was kind of clutching it? The perfect scenario would be Aaron going to Matt and going, you know what, let's let Love play. Let's tell him I'm hurt. Put yeah. me on our – that would be a godsend right now. And he would never. He would No, ever. he would it's not going to happen. Nope. <laughs> not going to happen. Exactly. What do you think, Jacob? You go in there tomorrow, dude. You wasn't on the round table yesterday. You go in there tomorrow. How do you, hand, how do you handle this? What's that? I said I tried. I was late. Yeah, it's I okay. Slept. I'm not going to lie. I slept at the alarm. <laughs> I I, we, to that's what we said, so it's cool. But how do you <laughs> handle it? You go in there and you want to move to love. How do you handle it as a head coach, whether it's Goody making the call, whoever, how do you handle it? Okay, so I can give you two answers. So right now, if I'm a fan that doesn't give a you-know-what about anything, I bench Rodgers right now and I throw love in. If I'm actually uh, Goody or if I'm LaFleur, LaFleur, Ryan, LaFleur, not LaFleur, not LaFleur. Is that how LaFleur. I say it? LaFleur. He says say LaFleur. He goes LaFleur. LaFleur. Hey, I'm, probably, I'm probably worse than that. You know how I talk. He goes, he goes lure? La, La, LaFleur. Like LaFleur. lure on a – like when you're fishing, you use a lure? Yes, like a like a Matt LaFleur. 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 Yes. Anyways, I, I brought know, that up on my last podcast. I don't know about that. Nice there, to know yeah. you guys don't sounds, listen. Sounds stupid. But, uh, <laughs> uh, if, if, I'm, if I'm looking forward, yeah, I think that I try love out. I think that I try him out just because – But how do you handle it? How do you handle right. it? Right, that's the hard part. <laughs> The handling it is you look at Rogers and you say, "Do you?" I, I guess I bring him. I Can bring him into my office. Get off my team. <laughs> I bring it. I, I would bring him into my office and I'd be like, "Do you honestly think that what you've done?" Pause. On the field, pause. Time out. Time out. You bring him in like Chris Hansen on to catch a predator and go. Hey, goes, Why don't you have a seat? Why don't you have a seat? Why don't you have a seat? He goes. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> 
uh, and I just have him sit down. I'm like, do you honestly like? Are, is your heart in this game? Do you love this team? Are you are you dedicated to get? Because to me right now, Rogers is a guy that's rented out his body, and then he's at the last month of the lease. You know what I'm saying? Or like, where? And he's like, ah, I got like a month left. <laughs> really don't want to run this car through a hailstorm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just maybe thinking I can maybe park it and just kind of maybe on an overpass, maybe in a garage. <laughs> And just hang out and, you know, and that's where I think that he's his mind at. He's, he's, he thought that he could come into this year coast into like a third MVP. And I just think that reality is kind of slapped him in the face. And I, I personally, if it's me and if I have the control of the Green Bay Packers, I want to see what Aaron, uh, Aaron Jordan Love has put him in for the rest of this year. If he doesn't perform, then we know we don't have anything left in Jordan Love. And that means that we draft next year for a complete rebuild. Yeah, and I give away Bakhtiari. We give away anybody that'll buy him. Maybe Jair, even because Jair's kind of made me sour on him lately. The guy's he's all bark, no bite. I mean, I completely understand that because you want to evaluate the roster. What you don't want to do is go into the offseason with still question marks over certain players going, I don't know if they can play or not. They might be a good player. You know, you don't want that. Um, yeah. David in the chat says, our strength is run the ball. That's Matt LaFleur's offense, but but not with 12 leveraging his status. I'm assuming he meant stats there. Um, today, I'm telling you, I mean, you, you can keep running the ball, but it's like Ryan said in the chat earlier, the defense just said, all right, we're going to take the runaway because you can't beat us with the pass. And it, it kind of yeah. proved to be true in my opinion. Um here we got BRM in the chat says, uh, anyone so ever true. notice how Rodgers drains the play clock down to almost zero every that. single play? He does. There's a reason behind it. Um, he wants to get as much information as possible. If you if you guys watch really closely, there's sometimes it gets inside the five, and Peyton was good about this. It gets inside the five, and they'll just be just a slot, just a half a step from a defender. And that's giving him a key on whether they're playing man coverage, they're playing inside or outside leverage, whatever. As long as it's not costing us penalties, I'm fine. Yeah. What I don't understand is breaking the huddle so late. That's what gets yeah. me is just like, especially coming out of a timeout. Um, David says, finally, someone on your show states the obvious. Matt LaFleur's offense with the depth of our offensive line has to be the future. All right. Um, up next, Professor Cake says uh, he missed the game in 2010 with a concussion. Who Who's – I'm not sure he was talking about there. If you could elaborate in the chat, guys. Jordy or something, yeah. Yeah, it might have been Jordy, yeah. Um, Aaron in the chat says, Aaron Rodgers is clearly not the quarterback of the Packers' future. Now's the time to start testing our options and building for the future. Rodgers has given us some great years, but it's time to fold up his jersey and put it next to number four. Um, Aaron, I'll say this, man. Um, <laughs> you know, it. I, I what I hate about this whole situation, and I talked about this in the chat during the game, I wish it would just all end. Because it's it feels like Brett Favre all over again. The the fan base is completely starting to divide. And I did a poll the other day because I thought it was really close to 50-50. It proved to be closer to 70-30 than 50-50 that people still wanted Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. And, and I'm one of those that I feel like he can still be a good quarterback if the roles are completely defined. But we're playing kind of half in and half out. That's my assessment. Everybody can disagree. That's fine. But uh, I just hate how – People are – it's like the last year or two of his career. We're going to remember it as he was selfish, he was a powder, all these things, and not that guy that came into a horrible situation with Brett Favre, you know, being ran out of town. He left, in my opinion, he left, but probably a poor way of wording it. And and for him to immediately take us to success and get a Super Bowl, I think a lot of the younger fans are going to remember him as this crybaby. It really bothers me. 
Um, I, I I will say real quick, just because that is a good point. I, I remember when we were on our Super Bowl run. I have a my best friend is a Bears fan, and he would I, I we were all hyping for Donald Driver because he hadn't won a Super Bowl, but he was at the very tail end of his of his career and he was not playing well. We all wanted Driver to be a major part of that offense. We love Donald Driver. We wanted to be in, uh, on the team. And he's he he asked me, he's like, why do you guys keep talking about Driver? That guy's trash. He needs to be benched. I'm like, dude, you don't understand. This this a big part of this is Driver needs to be a part of this. You know, we we won a Super Bowl and then we drafted Driver. He needs to be the guy that was a big part of this offense. So I I, I guess I in some degree understand what you're saying in terms of it shouldn't it shouldn't end this way for for Rodgers. We we should we should support him because of what he's done for us just the way we did for Driver. Like I I know he's not the dude anymore, but he's still my guy. Um so 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 there probably should be a little bit more decorum from Packers fans a little bit in terms of of how we treat him, but I also think there there needs to be an understanding of okay, we love you dude, but but something's got to change here. So, so maybe, maybe, maybe we don't bench him this year, but we understand that, that it needs to end. And hopefully he just takes that upon himself and says, I think I'm going to retire. But, yeah. but I also said the, the hard part, like Jacob said, is we, we do need to get a little info on Jordan. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he's the answer if I'm being honest, but we should, we should find out for sure before we make that decision too, or it's like, Hey, Rogers have a good time. By the way, Jordan, we got to let you go. Cause we haven't seen it. You know, let's, let's yeah. give him the opportunity. So, it's a tough spot, man, and and it is a little unfair the way we're treating Rodgers. Um, I'll I'll admit that I've I've been pretty hard on Rodgers, but considering I was the guy that was defending him like three weeks ago, but um, I don't know, man. It's it's just it's just a tough spot, and I I don't think I know quite exactly how to handle this as as a team that's struggling as much as it is, and I didn't expect this, and I'm changing my mind every five seconds about stuff and. <laughs> Constantly admitting I was wrong about everything, but uh, welcome to my world. <laughs> I, I think Rogers is struggling, and we have to acknowledge that in some way, but also treat him with a little bit of respect for what he's done for us. I think would be the the fair way to approach that. Yeah, it's a tough situation for sure. Professor Cake says uh, even if the pack had pulled out the win, it still wouldn't have instilled confidence. They needed to win by two scores to lower yeah. the noise. I completely yeah. agree, and yeah. that's what it kind of felt like Aaron was trying to do. I mean, it really did. It felt like Aaron was like, yeah. no, we're just going to come out and have a big game regardless, and he threw the game away. You know, it completely backfired. Right. Here's the here's the one for you in the chat here. Jacob, there you go, buddy. Beautiful girls here. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Jacob. I ban them every episode that we do. They're always in the chat. Don't know who it is. The but anyway, um, People on the podcast on Monday mornings going, what in the heck is he talking? He's drunk. <laughs> um, Michael uh, – Michael says in the chat, you play J-Love. J-Love comes in after half. Uh, they win that game. It's time to move on from Aaron. Fanboys can't face the reality. Oh, some all right. Ooh. I'm a fan of the G on the helmet. Players come and go. New era starts now. Right. That's a good point, Michael. But at the same time, you uh, you run somebody out of town that, that's done so much for your franchise. I'm sorry, but that has an effect on the locker room. If, I think so. If, if more than 50% of the locker room is, a, is an Aaron guy – you can bet your keister they're going, you know what? They're going to do me the same way if they'll do it to him. Yeah. Um, so well, you and kinda... Just look how Rodgers reacted to the way we treated some guys. I mean, he really yeah. lost respect for the team the way we treat And guys that aren't even good at, at, at football. But if you treat one of the greatest players in Packers history in a way that is not respectful, that that tarnishes our record forever. So, so there has to be a way 
again, I, I'm not opposed to the idea of, of in some way saying, look, your thumb's bugging you, Rodgers. Why don't we give you a couple weeks to heal up and hope he takes that the right way? He probably won't, but, you know, again, it's the whole you're the head coach thing. Um, but just flat out saying you're trash, you're benched, I want you out of here, I think that is that is just an absolute atom bomb that you're yeah. dropping on this franchise in that locker room, and I don't think you can do that. So I don't know how you do it, but you need to find a way to do it. And if you can't, it might be better to just not, to be honest, because we do need to worry about the future, and a lot of the guys in, on this roster are the future, and, and they cannot um, have the feeling that this team doesn't have their back. Absolutely. I agree. There, there's a, a fine line there that you got to kind of meet for sure. Um, Atheist says that fade throw to Watkins on second and goal from the one made me so angry. Completely agree. Ryan, gone are the days, man, and it sucks. Gone are the days of a, a double stick with a scraper across the back line of the end zone. How many times we've we seen that? I've got Aaron Rodgers' first touchdown pass recorded on a shaky camera from the Lambeau Field stands, a spread look inside the five. You just don't see it anymore with this offense. Everything's so yeah. – tied in and it's literally an RPO pass or a fade to the fade shot to the corner. And I'm just like, yeah. Michael Lombardi said that he called his son who, if I understand correctly, is the offensive coordinator for the Raiders. He called him last week and said, what the bleep is up with that fade shot there? And he said, his son literally said, shut up, dad. Like he, he agrees. It's like as a defensive, as a defensive coach, Ryan, you've got to be thinking, I think my guys can win a one-on-one -on -one battle. Let's hope they go that route rather than spread it out manipulate yeah. the coverage and go there but you're just in time for this one jacob brett rogers says how much beard dye does jj use <laughs> so i was i was gonna call him out earlier does he think i'm jj or because <laughs> no, that's I, offensive first of all i don't and know man there may, be all, more, there may there may be multi-levels to that joke i don't know I'm, I'm i was actually gonna comment on that and uh brett rogers i'm not jj first of all he wishes <laughs> he had this beard second of all uh got no dye. Beard products man no, they're that company failed. COVID hit and then it just they all I'm well, it was so <laughs> it's good stuff. All right. Michael says I look forward to LaFleur. <laughs> Michael says I look forward to LaFleur game planning for J Love. Future is bright. Start it now. I like the positivity there. I'm trying to get through this chat before we wrap up, guys. I want to hit everybody's because I appreciate y'all being in here. Bill Ryan says Dallas is the game of the week. Week, I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Dallas is the game of the week next Sunday. They should be a ten point favorite. Mike McCarthy. Oh, I posted it in the chat. That gif of uh, oh, it's Mike McCarthy. Oh, McCarthy. That just totally. <laughs> he's gonna oh, walk that in there. Sucks so hey, he's bad. gonna walk in there with Ty Schmidt's um, uh, voiceover dude, for. Uh, he's gonna for walk coach, in like uh, what's Conor his name? Yep. Yeah, just yeah, what's, yeah, the he is. <laughs> what's the old coach for Notre Dame that Ty Schmidt makes fun of on the Pat McAfee Lou show? Holtz? Uh, yeah, he's gonna walk in there with Lou Holtz. Hey, 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 well, well, well. <laughs> somebody's that. Somebody's gonna ask Mike McCarthy a question about Rogers. He's gonna say, "Who the f is that guy?" <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta say "foop" too. F O O. -T. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, how'd you I have the B button all dialed up? Oh, I got it, man. I got it right here, oh, ready to go. Man, I gotta post <laughs> that in mine. Here is sushi, sushi bagel. My God, that sounds. If you, you want to be hey, sober and throw up, have sounds a sushi gross. bagel. There you go. Um, oh, he says, God. "I know Love will likely never be as good as Rogers, but I feel like with Love in there, he'd run the plays the way they were meant to be run, that's and it may be beneficial." Um, I think that's Jacob's burner account. I'm 100 sure of that. <laughs> um, Jacob is sushi bagel. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Cake says, "I think Rogers was yelling at himself after the Torre throw." I agree, but I could be wrong. Oh, it's gotta um, be. 
Michael says uh, Aaron admitted he was at fault for several bad throws. He said he played S H I T T Y. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong on Rodgers, uh, not knowing uh, he played bad. He knows it, and he's not blaming others. So he All must right. be like a post game press presser there. That's that's good to hear, I guess. But um, Andy in the chat says, "Don't worry, guys. If we win out, we can still get to the the six or seven seed. Then it's simple: win three road playoff games, boom, the Super Bowl. It's easy. Easy, easy. My man, Andy's on the ayahuasca, man. Pass that along. Dude. <laughs> um, he says sarcasm in case it wasn't obvious. This team's finished. LOL. Um, all right, uh, then you've got uh, DJ Key on sports uh, in the in the chat. Says I love this show. We appreciate it. We love you, DJ like Key. Out with us, but Thanks, this DJ. is a, a very dumb show. But we really appreciate you hanging out with us. <laughs> Professor Cake. Says this is 2022. You win in this league by passing. Oh man, it's funny. You know, Ryan, I kind of talked about this in the chat the other day. Um, it, you you know, and Coach Han and I talked about how the league is very cyclical, right? And things yeah. kind of come and go. And to me, it feels like that old old style of uh of Shanahan systems kind of passed through and now people are wow. evolving into something different it really feels that way it does but um professor cake says 2020 uh 10 comment 2010 comment about Rodgers missing a game is in reference to his uh 28 touchdowns 11 interceptions so that was a year he got go. a concussion evidently got you um professor cakes honestly and Andy Reid offense fits Rodgers play style so much more it really does you know we talked in the so. chat earlier how, you know, when you're passing, spread it out a little bit more because this tight, condensed stuff just isn't working. And I think that's kind of what he's alluding to there. We got a super chat here to get to. Mike again with the super Mike chat. Uh, super fan. Appreciate you, brother. Um, I just want you three to admit I was right about Sammy Walker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, to the best of my knowledge, Mike has contributed $16, $17 to the show tonight. So I'll take yeah. you right. I will tap dance for you, bro, in a tutu for donating money. So I will hey, agree with he, you. Yesterday. He did say though, like I what was it, six, seven weeks ago, he said, just watch Watkins will end up, you know what, in the bed. And uh, Mike has been making a lot of predictions, and I think he is about 10, 10 and 0 so far. I don't think he's, he's missed on a close. single thing. Bro. He predi- he was the only person on planet Earth that said we were gonna lose to the Lions, and we did. So Mike Dude, is undefeated this and year. He puts it and he puts it, he tags me in the tweet every freaking time. <laughs> And he tags me. I go to the tweet and I and I go, shut up, Mike, and I close it out. And then I go right back to the tweet and I go, I at least shut owe Mike to lock the tweet. And I'm going to. I'm gonna lock the tweet. There. And you're right, man. He's batting a thousand. I'm gonna get him on yep. a I'm gonna get him on Skype next week when I place my bets. So uh, we're gonna make some money. Um <laughs> And as we wrap it up, one last comment. Sushi Bagel <laughs> says, I'm definitely not Jacob. So there you go. We came full circle. Um, all right. Any closing <laughs> thoughts, guys? We're That's at an convincing. hour and seven minutes. Uh, obviously, the chat was lit up. And and thank you to everyone who hopped on Ryan's stream, my stream, and, and hopped in here and, and made the show. You guys, there wasn't a point to go to the presser. We knew what was going to be said, and Jacob was going to shake his head the entire time that, that Matt LaFleur <laughs> said, yeah, we probably should have done that. So there you have it. But – Final thoughts, Ryan, anything you want to add here before we wrap up, man? I'll say this, man. I, I've done the last couple of years, the, the whole laughing at the enemy segment, and um, the, the whole crux of it is when a team sucks, everybody melts down, everybody's horrible, and it's this big disaster. I've never really seen anything like what we just did here as far as the comments and us hanging out and just having a good time. We're, we're in a weird state right now, and things are tough, but th- this has been fun. And if, if I was trying to do a laughing at the NFB segment and, and pulled up clips from here, I'd have nothing to work with. So yeah. 
Um, I know things are tough, but we're going to get it figured out. And uh, we get we got a lot of fun coming up in the future. And I'm just glad that we can kind of keep it light and uh, and just have some fun. And, you know, whatever we got to do, we'll figure it out. And I, again, I've, I've gotten every single thing I've said wrong this year. And <laughs> and I, I just expect to not get anything right. But it's fine, though. You know, we, we can uh, we can acknowledge that uh, we're wrong about stuff and move on. It's not a Absolutely. big deal. You know, Mike Holmgren said it best to Brett Favre. Listen. We may end up in the ditch, but we're going to end up in the ditch together, right? Exactly. That's how it's going to be. We're going to have a good time. And uh, like yeah. I said, we wait all year for football season. And, and um, you know, it, it's it, it's too short of a season, and there's too much to talk about to not try to be in a good mood and have a good time with it. If it's yep. a rebuild, it's a rebuild. We'll be here for the whole thing. But, uh, Jacob, closing thoughts, brother. Yeah, first of all, you're a psycho. Is that Christmas decorations behind you? Oh, bro, you, look, you have no <laughs> idea, man. <laughs> If you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you guys. I'm with you. It's not I, even Thanksgiving yet. I'll be honest. I'm behind on the Christmas music. Listen, I'm gonna tweet. You can't see the other one. There's another one across the room here. Mandy's got two in here. So, total. This is not an exaggeration. In our house, every year, twelve Christmas trees. Twelve. <laughs> so, I'm gonna send you guys a video on Twitter Why? here that you can see downstairs. Because Christmas man, is it's, elite. It's, tis the season, Jacob. Yep. Have any okay. closing thoughts or not? Ho, ho, ho. All right. All right. You like there we go. All right. So we're going to get out of here. And uh, Solar Hulk, man, there's some funny names. Comes right. in the chat as we wrap up. He says, Y'all are doing a great job, not overreacting, but keeping it real. Go, Pat, go. Appreciate the kind words, brother. Burn the team down. Fire them all. Yeah. And then Sushi Bagel says, Thanks, guys. Go, Pat, go. So we're going to end it go there Pat, on a positive go. note before we choke Thanks, each Jacob. other. Merry guys. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Merry- <laughs> Thank you all for uh, taking the time to hang out with us and, uh, and suffering this loss uh, together. We'll get through it stronger and better together. Together we are stronger. That's the new quote here at Packernet Podcast. So, as always, we appreciate you guys, uh, like I said, taking no. time out of your day on Monday to listen to the podcast. Um, I know it's a rough one, but hopefully you laughed a little bit with us. And uh, we are laughing at ourselves, and that's just the way it's going to be. So, you guys have a great, great Monday afternoon. Uh, don't work too hard. Be safe traveling. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go Pack Go. Just to go. Turn inside the 10, leaps for the touchdown!